Oh, I'm back, pisses. What the fuck is happening? Welcome back to episode 457,000 of the Something's Off podcast. Whatever episode this is. I'm back. This is my first time recording in two months. We recorded uh, the last episode I recorded with Max Ross in my apartment in early June. It might have been June 1st, and it took me about two months to (laughs) release that one. We'd eaten a bunch of Popeyes before we recorded. Max ordered like a three-piece meal with large fries and a couple biscuits. And then I ordered like the spicy chicken sandwich with large fries and a large Coke. And uh, I, I had my foot amputated. Yeah, and it's been an adjustment. But the sugar high was so bad, my glucose levels, whatever the fuck they call it, I don't know. I, ha- I didn't even have a real doctor. I was too afraid to go into the actual walk-in clinic and get myself checked out. So I just got some guy... I don't know, who lived in the building next door in the halfway house to diagnose me. He uh, just gotten out of prison for malpractice, uh, charged me a very insignificant fee, but he ended up amputating right in the middle of his heroin den. Um, I don't know. He he just let me listen to Rush and gave me a little bit of uh, the old Jim Beam, and he went at it. That's how it is. But it's it's great to be back doing what I love sitting alone in a basement with a microphone talking to myself. Uh, not not a whole lot different from the live comedy shows that I do. But, no, it's, it's good to be recording again. I don't even know where to begin. I don't know. There's a lot that's happened in this past couple months. A lot of shit, a lot of crazy shit. I, I'm just dealing with this heat. I don't know. I don't know what I'm... I don't know what I'm going to do. I can't I can't handle another summer without efficient air conditioning in my apartment. I'm just sitting in there torturing myself. I don't know what people used to do. This is the problem with people from my generation is whenever we have a problem, we just have our parents home to go back to. If you I, I mean that building's been around since I think the 30s, 40s. I don't know what people did on scorching hot days back then with no air conditioning did you did you fill your sink up with water and ice and just dunk your head in every now and then what did you do did you just did you just guzzle water did you like hold on to a loved one i'm i'm overwhelmed in that place i'm back watching my parents place for a little bit just maintaining the grounds and by that i mean Picking the weeds and mowing the lawn on weekends. And then during the day, I have the car so I can maneuver from show to show in my car. But, uh, yeah, this heat, this heat is bothering me. No, no, one's, no one's kind to each other on days of extreme heat. If you've seen Do the Right Thing, you know what I'm talking about. Racial tensions are high. Social tensions are high. No one can agree on anything. I mean, political tensions are bad during the winter. When that thermometer goes up and people's foreheads start beating sweat and people are outside with the sunscreen and everybody's bitching about, you should do the 25. No, you should do the 30. It's it's better for, you know, the UV rays. I, I mean, I it's insufferable. I can't have a discussion with people. It just goes immediately into what do you think about abortion? 
that that's the problem with the with the abortion debate is there's a, there's a time and a place to have it. And that time and a place is nowhere near a dinner table or nowhere near a bar or nowhere near nowhere near anywhere where fun is supposed to happen. You could just be having a couple Coors Lights with the boys, some piss-warm Coors Lights on a patio table. You guys are drinking back, and then somebody goes, uh, Roe v. Wade, what's your take? And I'm like, I'm out of there. I can't handle it. What am, what am I going to fucking do? Am I going to guzzle back some shots and be like, well, Ruth Bader Ginsburg? I don't even live in the United States. It's just a lot. I don't know what I do, and and this is Canada with with all this heat. I don't know what I do if I live down in Mar-a-Lago. That's my segue into Donald Trump getting raided by the FBI. I don't even was he there when that happened? Was Donald Trump there in the house? I'd assume, I, I always picture like Donald Trump getting raided, being like Goodfellas, where the FBI just comes in and he just sits there watching television. Hey, do you guys, would you guys like some coffee? No, thanks. We're good, Donald. He's got a baby in the crib, and I don't know. It's that scene in Goodfellas where Karen. Let's the FBI or the, the the detectives into the house to search, and it's just kind of routine. So she she just goes into the kitchen, puts on a pot of coffee, and just sits down with the baby. But uh, a lot of big doings politically south of the border and north of the border. I'm I'm honestly thinking, do I have to blow Elon Musk to get on that first commercial flight off of this planet? Is is that really where where I'm at at this point? Because I will do anything to leave. I was researching uh, Mars recently, and it turns out that Mars you could live on Mars, but it, I mean, the idea that we're just going to as a civilization in the next few decades, and I I plan to be alive during that time. I'm only 31, but in the next few decades, the idea is oh we're all we're going to move civilization we're we're going to colonize Mars. Apparently, that's not going to happen. Apparently, it's not going to happen as quickly. We, we have, there's like dust storms that happen three times a year that basically just cover and blanket the entire planet of Mars in dust. I'm, I'm bitching and moaning when it's a little hot in my bachelor apartment. I don't know what the fuck I do if, with, with dust. I can't even vacuum the dust. I don't even clean my dresser, the top of my dresser. So Mars is a no-go. I don't know, the moon, maybe? Why, why not the moon? People seem to have fun. You can set up lights like on a baseball field. It'll be cool. You got the sun there. You got all kinds of shit. Why can't Elon settle for the moon? Can we grow shit? Let's find a holy. We're building AI technology. We're building artificial limbs that are robotic that you can attach to someone's amputated limb, and they can move the actual 
arm with their brain. Like, that's a thing that's out now. The deep fake stuff, all of this shit. Technology is why we can't be able to just grow a bunch of eggplants on the moon. Isn't it fucking made of cheese? All right, that was terrible. That was... Uh, yeah, it's just a lot to deal with now. I don't know. I don't know what we're gonna do. There's no hope. I I always go back to whenever things get dark, whenever times get tough. I always refer back to that monologue that Sean Astin has in Lord of the Rings: The Two Towers when he's telling telling Frodo about even though everything looks dark and there's evil in the world, there's still good. There's some good in this world, Mr. Frodo, and it's worth fighting for. That, that's a great line, which I'm beginning to believe is bullshit, quite frankly. I don't know. It's just been a lot. I uh, had my 31st birthday about a week and a half ago. I don't know how I feel about turning 31. It's a fairly bland age. It was just me and a couple buddies. The bars are open now. It's our first real COVID, like non-COVID summer. After the pandemic, so I had a few friends at the bar, uh, a couple lady friends, and it was it was a it was a good time had by all. At least I think so. My friends could be sugarcoating, and none of them may like me. I don't know, but ignorance is bliss. But I uh, I had a uh, a fair time doing that, and I'm glad to see another year. Is that what people say? I don't know what to talk about. The dead air. I sound like an alt comic. Just referring back to their phone. That's always crazy in those uh, the live shows. It's a lot of alternative comedians do that where they start singing their punchlines. They sing their punchlines and they're, they're very... Because th- they, they, most of them come from theater backgrounds, right? So they think that a lot of that translates into stand-up comedy. Where, you know, they they transfer over to open mic comedy nights and they think that they're doing a rendition of Oklahoma. So I was riding the TTC. And that's a whole bit. They're fucking Lin-Manuel Miranda. I don't know. Your art is your art, BB. Do you. It's just a lot of shit. I've been catching up on Harry Potter. I'm 31, and it's my first time really watching Harry Potter. I saw the first two when I was a kid, and it didn't interest me. I, I wasn't able to get through the books. Those books are like fucking bricks. I, I'm not a big fiction reader, but I, I just decided because I was born. I'm back at my parents' place. They got the Apple TV. I'm like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to watch some HP, and I'm going to get into it. I, I again, I've had enough of this world. I need to escape to Hogwarts. And uh, boy, do those movies kind of bug me. I, I, I mean, they, I guess they're good, but they're not Lord of the Rings. Everybody always goes like Harry Potter, Lord of the Rings, Lord of the Rings. Obviously, the CGI in Lord of the Rings, while some of it is dated, I mean, it looks beautiful. It's it's beautiful, and the practical effects are incredible. Practical effects are, are okay in Harry Potter, but. Harry Potter, just the CGI just looks terrible. It looks like made-for-TV shit. It looks like made-for-television 
like when Harry Potter has that invisible cloak and all you see is just his hand floating with the lantern in the first movie, that looks like something from like Are You Afraid of the Dark in 1995. And I just couldn't get into it. I'm like, this is way too dead. And in the later movies, when the technology advanced, a lot of that doesn't look great. Some of it looks cool. The Voldemort thing, the guy with no nose. I mean, I feel bad for him. I think he's the true. No wonder the guy's pissed off. He looks like he has leprosy. Everybody's all walking around with these fucking chiseled jawlines. And that's the problem with whether or not it's teenage, like um, fantasy stuff or real life, like high school shows. That's the issue with a lot of them. All of them look so beautiful. Everybody just looks, all of these teenagers are played by fuckable 25 year olds. And it, it looks unrealistic because that's not high school. Everybody in high school is awkward. Even the jocks have man tits back then. Even the jocks were just dudes with triple XL t-shirts that wore, I don't know, Metallica merchandise and drove a, a, a charger to school. They just drove, they drove a four by four pickup truck and a lot of them were miserable. They weren't these hotties that looked like fucking Timothy Chalamet. Yeah, and it just does it doesn't seem realistic, right? Like that 13 Reasons Why show, the girl who commits suicide is the hottest girl on the show. She's like 23, she's like a model, she's Australian, which automatically makes them hot. They're all fucking hot. They're like a factory for GQ models down there. But you're watching this show and it's like who where are the ugly people? Where were the people that looked like me in high school? I was a lanky six-foot fuck who weighed 120 pounds. I do not feel represented by these plastic H&M mannequins on this show. They all look hot. Even the school shooter on 13 Reasons Why looks like a porn star. He looks like he should be just pegging Lisa Ann against a coffee table. That is not real life. And the problem, the thing that pisses me off about it is that these, the, these companies that make these shows, these studios, they're the people that are pushing body positivity and your, your, your body's beautiful and big is beautiful and everybody. There's not one, one fatty on the show. There's not one pimple-faced fry cook. There's nobody with freckles. There's nobody anything. These people look like they were just ripped out of whatever stupid what tiger beat edition if that's still around and they were just hey can you play can you play a date rapist and it bugs me that's why super bad i love still to this day because they took the two most awkward looking people in the history of cinema and made them the main characters that 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 is why that movie still to this day resonates with me because that movie came out when I was going through exactly that thing. I was that age in that time of my life. Worried about girls. Worried about graduation. What am I going to do? Worried about my friends. All these things. Even, even the hot popular girls in that, they just look like normal people. Emma Stone is, is very attractive, but she just looks like a normal kind of girl next door. She doesn't look like she was ripped from Brazzers. That's all I'm saying. 
I'm just saying get some like average looking people on your show. That way you'll sell it more to me. Although I'm 31, I'm not really interested in that shit anymore. Was that too mean? I never know. Guys, I got to open up about something. Uh, This is another thing that I've been dealing with, and I'm coming to terms with it. I'm starting to talk more about it on stage. I'm starting to really just come full, I guess, full circle with it. I have OCD. I have obsessive-compulsive disorder. And it's really beginning to bug me. There's points now. I'm, I'm beginning to deal with it a little bit. But my apartment, I can't leave it a lot of the time. I can't leave it if it's like, it, you know, it takes me 20 minutes just to look at everything. I don't even know. Like My brain just feels almost removed from my body at times where I just I don't even know, is it working? So I, I got to check everything. I got to check the stove five times. I got to check the sinks. I got to check the windows to make sure that they're, I know I locked them, but I didn't. And I, I would call the hospital and get them to put me in a padded room, but I'm in one already. My, my place is one room. I have a television, a bed, and a desk, and a kitchen all within five feet of each other. I could just put myself in a straight jacket, and that would be it. I don't feel like I'm going crazy or anything. It's just, and then once I leave the house, once that, the worrying goes away. It's just in that moment, five minutes out of the house, I'm no longer thinking about that. So it sucks, but. Um. Don't you love that dead air? The dead air. All right, now I'm going to talk about personal pizza. That's an alternative comic transitioning into their next bit. How many of you, when it rains, use umbrellas? So I had a shawarma from my favorite Lebanese restaurant because I am an ally. And you're like, okay. You can continue. Oh, that's the bit? Okay. That, that okay. Uh, Oh, now you're talking, okay, pineapple. All right. This is just a random thought. It's been floating around for a while, and I, to be honest, I don't know who to tell it to. If I do it on stage, I don't know if anybody's really going to be with it. I feel like I'm just going to alienate people, but I'll just be out with it. To put it simply, I am not a fan of tattoos. Now, I like the look of tattoos. I think a lot of them are beautiful. I'm just not a tattoo guy, if that makes sense. I'm just not personally the tattoo type. And I, I don't look down on people with tattoos. I got cousins that are tatted. I got, well, Most of my friends are tatted. And, uh, you know, I'm not, I'm not like my grandfather who any guy with a tattoo, 
had seven bodies in his pickup truck and he's on the run from the cops. Oh, she's got a flower on her shoulder. Lock her up and sing, sing. She's been turning tricks. I'm not going to be like that. That was just the time that he came from. No, I like tattoos, and most of my friends, it's just not my way of expressing myself. It's not my, it never resonated with me, the whole tattoo thing, so I was never into it. And I'm feeling a lot more secluded from because most of my friends are getting tatted up. They're all, I'm walking around with them, I feel like a Quaker. We're, we're just, we're, we're all at the mall together. I'm like, ye be inked up, Nicholas. And then I go into Amish country, and they've got fucking tattoos as well. They got Jessica there. She's got a tramp stamp of Billie Eilish. I don't know who to converse with over this. I can't commiserate because everybody's tattooed. I can't go to a psychiatrist because that guy's got a whole sleeve. I, uh, To be honest, I do think tattoos are becoming a little too common. It's dangerous when something like that becomes a trend because tattoos should be personal to you. It wasn't like when I was growing up where tattoos were more rare. I mean, like you saw you saw back in the day, you saw a guy with a tattoo, you're like, that's a badass. Just him walking sounded like a motorcycle. That guy just sweat chili pepper lyrics. Like he just embodied 90s hard rock. Just just him like having sex. Just him having sex. Just every pump into his girlfriend's lust cave played the chords to low by cracker that was a guy with tattoos back when i was growing up now every person you see you just walk in for a coffee and the barista's got his great great grandmother's headstone tattooed on his neck with the words live to die on it i'm like can you just give me my croissant Yeah, it's it's just too much at this point. Tattoos were supposed to be rebellious. Now I feel like the guy who's the rebel in the room because I'm not inked up. Again, I will reiterate, I enjoy tattoos. I think a lot of them are cool. It's just not my thing. I used to date a girl. She had like the whole tattoo like on the side and it went uh, like from her rib cage down to her thigh. And she was a little wild. She had a python. And by that, I mean a snake. Um, but, yeah, it's just not my, not my thing. Not my thing at all, you know. But it is what it is. And I, I, I just can't, I can't do it. I, I can't talk about it with other people. I can't do it on stage because... I'll go there and the guy in the front row has a scorpion on his forehead. I feel like I'm doing comedy for the Hells Angels. And some of the time, I likely am. But that's just me. Feeling like a Quaker. The Amish are a group that are becoming increasingly more interesting to me. I'm uh, I'm intrigued by their way of life, and I'm thinking of joining them. I don't know if they'll take me. I don't know if they take recruits, uh, particularly like 31-year-old recruits who have been living in a city their whole life, and they're accustomed to electricity and 
social media and YouTube and all this shit. But I, I'm ready to convert. I'm ready to get the hell out of here. I need a new experience. I'm going to do like the reverse rum springer. That's that that's their uh, tradition whatever th- whatever it's called. It's a tradition, it's like a rite of passage for young Amish people when they get to a certain age. I don't know if they're like 17, 18, but they eventually move out of like Amish country and go to the city and they'll like live a life in the city for a year or two or whatever it is and then they I I don't know if they come back. I think they have the decision if they like it they can stay forever. But uh I, I, I feel like I want to do the reverse where I want to leave the city and see if I like Amish. And if I if I'm into it, I'm going to stay and I'm going to I'm going to marry Sarah or Barbara or whatever. Whatever weird Christian name they got. I'm going to be into that. I think I can contribute. I, I used to drive a forklift. I think I can that can translate into uh I don't know, pulling a rope or something like that. I, I have more upper body strength than I think people believe that I do. But I would definitely go Amish, minus like the religious part. I, I'll, I'll pray with them, but I'm, I'm not going to get too Christian. I don't know. They're never really going to hear this, so I, I can just unload. But the more craziness that I'm seeing on in, in my life right now with social media and Twitter and all that, I need to get away. I need a radical transformation, and, and for that, it, it's either move move to the Pacific Northwest and become a hermit and live among, you know, possums and Bigfoot and shit, or I go Amish. And I, I believe that I'm, I'm the, the latter is my destiny. I don't know, my knowledge of the outside world could contribute to perhaps an Amish takeover. The Amish could very well be orchestrating a full-on takeover under our noses, and we wouldn't even... It's like War of the Worlds. There's like a whole civilization under Earth that are just waiting to hit the surface and get everybody. They could very well be doing that. I think we need surveillance on the Amish. Because they'd be the perfect candidates. Nobody really looks at them. Nobody's really focused on the on. We're, we're all too focused on our own bullshit. We're all too consumed. They very well could be planning some kind of takeover. There's probably like a good hundred thousand of them. They they could do that. They could do it. No one would suspect it. They're quiet like church mice. I always wonder what it would be like if an Amish woman just went out one day and discovered social media. And she came back with that knowledge. If she'd be tempted to get into it herself. She like gets a secret phone. She learns how to use it. She's just, next thing you know, she's starting her own TikTok account. She's in a barn. She's got Mag the Stallion playing. She's twerking to it. Just some thick baddie named Miriam. And then her dad, Ezekiel, comes in and She's got to hide everything. I'm like, oh, I'm just milking the cow. I, I don't know. I think that would be pretty neat. That's just a late night thought. <laughs> uh, no. I don't think the Amish are doing that. I don't think the Amish are planning a hostile takeover. This is just me being a moron doing a bit that probably went nowhere. 
Uh, I guess I'm going to end on that. I'm going to end on the depressing whatever Amish shit. But this was fun to be back. Fun to be back recording. I feel like this was almost therapeutic for me. I talked about OCD. I talked about all kinds of shit. And uh, I'm going to be getting off, signing off, everybody. Something's off, Alex DeWitt. Get me on Instagram, Alex DeWitt Comedy. Alex DeWitt on TikTok. The tweets, get me, get my tweets. Uh, that it is.